This is Reset. I'm Valerie Tony Parker in for Sasha Ann Simons. Once you're, well, let's say of a certain age, you may think your more athletic days are behind you. You know, your back hurts a bit more. If you're like me, the knees hurt, they make sounds, you can't walk. If you turn left too quick, your neck hurts for days. You just can't really explain it. It's called being of a certain age. But that's not stopping some seniors from getting their second chance at becoming a sports star. And it's a chance many seniors may not have ever had when they were younger, likely due to either racial or gender barriers when they were in school. Now through Chicago-based organization Team Dream, they do. Coach Derek Milligan trains seniors to compete in marathons and triathlons, swimming, and more. And through sports, Milligan's team is overcoming ageism that they have faced in their older years and racial injustice they experienced in their youth. Through training, participants learn that it's never too late to dream. Joining us now is Derek Milligan, coach of Team Dream, and he's also my private tennis coach, and no, he is not taking any additional clients. <laughs> Derek, welcome to Reset. Also with us is Madeline Murphy-Rab, a member of Team Dream and a senior games competitor. Madeline, welcome to the show. Thank you. So, Derek, I'm wondering, what made you want to get into coaching, and uh, particularly, why coaching seniors? Well, Team Dream is actually intergenerational. It just said Madeline... Rab, as well as um, Ann Smith, are two of our golden champions. But I used to say the team ranges from 17 to 77. Now I have to say 1888 because we have multiple members in their 80s. But in terms of coaching, I've been coaching as a sideline as early as the age of 15. Um, both my parents were athletes. They also were scholars. And that sound mind, sound body principle, they sold on us at early age. Yeah, excellent, excellent. So... It seems as if your focus as of late um, has been, you know, getting seniors. I know you're working with the younger folks. Mm -hmm. I'm not of that age anymore, but it can seems you like. you call us mature I adults? Can. I, I can't. I don't. Senior does not define me. Mature. Thank you, Madeline. <laughs> For us mature adults. Mm -hmm. So, Derek, I know you, you, you work with the younger generation, but um, what what is it that you find um endearing or what you love about because it, it you know I'm a mature adult Madeline and so uh, M Madeline is as well and I know there's a group of folks that you work with who are around that. what is it about working with that age group that you that you like well I'll be honest with you it wasn't an intention um, our athletes kept aging you know we started team dream in 1999 February of 99 relative to getting into the senior games and had won the state competition for triathlon for Illinois back in 2015 and she just got a letter saying you've now qualified for the national senior games and she showed it to me says what do you think I said I've never heard of it mm -hmm. I said mm -hmm. but you know looks like it's this year's in uh, the Twin Cities I'll bring the family up and coach you up and that's how all of us discovered the senior games so Madeline tell me how you found your way to team dream well actually Derek was coaching someone uh, in my building where we have a pool and she was having some kind of physical problems and she was talking about how helpful Derek had been and uh, I said oh I'd like to meet him because I've always been a swimmer but 
I had tried swimming from one end of my pool to the other, and it was like I was climbing a mountain. <laughs> and I decided maybe I can work with a coach, and he can just tweak some things. And maybe a couple of lessons later, um, I'll be much more agile and you know overcome some of the issues I was that I had had over the years. Well, what is it? Fifteen years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Derek and I are still working together, and it's one I I attribute uh, my energy and health to this hard driving, very quiet but determined man mm-hmm. uh, who never really takes no for an answer, and you don't know that you're being manipulated into <laughs> pushing yourself beyond your wildest dreams. Matt, Matt, let me ask you a question. I love that word manipulation that you used about Derek. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. You know, because I find Derek has these, these, these words he uses or this way that he pushes you, you know, he tries to, you know, you know, promote you to give your best work on the, on the court by saying, you know, uh, you're not ready for me. You're not ready for me. You can't take this heat and all this nonsense. And I'm like, Derek, that works with kids. I'm a, a woman of a mature age. And then I turn around and walk away. I was like, oh, man, I missed that serve again. So he has this way of kind of like bringing you in. Does he do that with you? And do you find that motivational? Or, or, or do you want to use this public opportunity to say, Derek, cut it out? Oh, no, I would not tell him to cut it out. <laughs> but uh, one of the things that he says is hide the effort, you know, and, you know, you're hauling butt down, <laughs> down the lane and, you know, and he just has a way of of making you embrace your athleticism. And and one of the things I'll never forget was when we talked about, he always talks about, what are your goals? You know, and I'm like, I just want to swim. I don't want to be out of breath. I want to enjoy this pool, et cetera. He said, well, have you ever thought that you could be a competitive swimmer? And I looked at him like, are you crazy? And Derek was the first person who told me that I was a gifted athlete. Mm. And growing up in my family, while there were my mother swam, my father swam, um, and my grandfather founded the first swim and diving team at Howard High School in Wilmington, Delaware. I come from a history of swimmers, but also I come from a history of parents who want us to excel in academics. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And being in growing up in segregated Baltimore and in, being part of the first to integrate high school and middle school, uh, extracurricular activities were not a part of what I did. So Derek Madeline talked a little bit about, <clears throat> excuse me, how you kind of bring that competitive spirit out in people. What is it about you that it takes so serious this idea of, helping people who just want to come out there and be able to get up in the morning and bend their knees and flex and feel healthy, getting them to think about and not just think about competition, but actually going after it. I think ultimately it's about competing against the athlete in your own skin. So it's about self-actualization. If you're lucky, you have a support group of people, a team around you, which we purposely designed Team Dream to be something where it supported people when they're out of their comfort zone. And when you have people that support you, 
when you're on that edge of I can't do it, it becomes very empowering. So when you come back to us as people of color, where um, unfortunately for decades we've led in a number of lifestyle diseases, it only makes sense that training at an optimal level to hold off these diseases, uh, it's, it's a logical step. It's, it's a different type of insurance premium. And I come from a long trail of lifestyle diseases on both sides of my family. So the fact that I'm a, an Ironman informs me that anybody can be. One of the things that, um, that I love about swimming, and I, and I like swimming alone and with, with Coach Derek, was when um, he would tell me to do something. And I remember when he would say, okay, the first was like, do six laps and do 10 laps. And, and I, would, I would look at him and I would think, is this man out of his mind? And then I would say to myself, I'm going to show him. Mm-hmm. And, and I did it, you know, and, and that's the excitement. And now, you know, I swim the 500 meter and that's a lot. No, of no, 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 no. You race I'm sorry. the 500 meter. <laughs> yes, I race the 500 meter. There's a big meters. difference. Yes. If we pushed it, you probably could swim three miles. Well. Oh you uh, wouldn't be very happy with me, but. No. But it, it's, uh, it's so satisfying and it's personally satisfying. And it, is, it isn't as much about competing against people. It's about competing with myself. Exactly. And that's the greatest pleasure that I get. Mm-hmm. And that makes life more engaging. It does. So as you were growing up, Madeline, we talked a little bit about um, your legacy of swimmers mm-hmm. in your family and how academics uh, was was uh, was a focus, right? Mm-hmm. But can you think uh, of, of of obstacles uh, to joining teams that you may have, or maybe your contemporaries may have had in that in that moment, in that time, in in that period? Well, I went to Eastern High School, which I was in the second class of of integrating it. It was an all girls school, and we didn't have a pool, mm-hmm. so it, that precluded being competitive. Uh, When I went to the University of Maryland, however, I did take extracurricular swimming, and I was a sprinter, a relay racer, Mm -hmm. yeah. But I only did it as sort of a a hobby. I didn't didn't really take myself seriously as an athlete. Yeah, why is that? Same thing, not, not uh, not having the opportunity to participate in any kind of uh, sports. Uh, in high school and middle school. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thrilled that my granddaughter, Ella, is mm-hmm. is so physically active and she does uh, tag football and she does basketball. And Derek, I insisted that she learn to swim and Derek has instructed her whenever we can grab her. Mm-hmm. And now I think she's at Kenwood and she told me that sh- the first semester is going to be swimming and I'm like, yes. <laughs> You know, Derek, are there, in your years of training folks, especially folks who uh, may have had barriers to entry into swimming or um, uh, the other sports that you that you train, what have been some of those barriers um, that you've heard about and how have they impacted the lives of those you train? I'm sure there, you've heard stories, but can you talk about that? Because we're also talking about you know, how to rise from this physically, but there is also kind of a psychological 
uh, aspect um, and um, an intergenerational trauma, perhaps, aspect of And this is coaching. relative to swimming? Swimming or the other sports that you coach. Well, well I like to focus on swimming. Sure. Because, um, Cause I know you do, cause, <laughs> and I'm still not putting that cap on. Sorry. Well, <laughs> as, as, as our friend Ann likes to say, swimming's the only sport that can save your life. Hmm. And so it's the number two killer of children, and I'm talking about 15 and under, in the United States. It's the number one killer of children in the Caribbean islands. It's the number one killer of children in the Pacific islands. Swimming's a life skill. Beyond all of the wonderful things it can do to you, anytime I hear of a death by drowning, yeah. I cringe. And um, with drowning being such a high killer of children 15 and under, you'd think more attention would be paid, you know, in such a powerful nation as the U.S. In terms of children of color, we're 3x to 7x more likely to die of drowning than majority children. And that's not okay. You know, part of my mission is to change that around. This is Reset. I'm Valerie Tony Parker, and we're talking about a Chicago-based organization called Team Dream with its coach, Derek DQ Milligan. It gives intergenerational people a chance to train and even compete in sporting events and prove that you're never too old to dream. We're talking to Coach Derek and Team Dream member Madeline Murphy-Rad. Madeline. Yes. Talk about the National Senior Olympics this past May, oh where you told goodness. everybody you were 76 and you were actually 77. <laughs> I don't know what happened there, but anyway. Well, uh, this was my second game, National Senior game competition. The first one was in Albuquerque three years ago, and this year it was in Fort Lauderdale. This is a competition that occurs every two years, and there are 25 sports that you can participate in, and the age to start is 50 up Mm -hmm. to 100. And then you are racing within a certain age group, so you're, you're racing, so I was racing within the 70s. It's it's challenging. It's really challenging. And I realized that many of the women against whom I was racing had been swimming all of their lives. They had access to pools, to country clubs, to public facilities, um, modestly priced. And I, and I compared it to what I had grown up not having. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, there's a difference. There's a difference. Yeah. Um. When I think about all that you've said, I'm still curious and I want to probe, Derek, you know, how do you prepare them? What's the training ritual like? Well, um, you got to remember, Madeline and I have had a history of uh, close to a decade and a half. So it's been a progression. The things she's doing now, we couldn't come close to doing in the first six months. So, but as she progressively has gotten stronger, uh, more mature as an athlete, then, um, Things have improved. We can put greater loads on. But she swims three to four times a week. She lifts, strength trains, does some yoga twice, sometimes three times a week. Um, We've gone through certain nutritional programs. Uh, At one point, she put on, was it three pounds of muscle during a six-week challenge? Mm -hmm. Um, She's a very good cook in terms of she eats cleanly most of the time, and in the holidays, she clowns. (laughs) (laughs) And she likes to say, my butter and alcohol weight. (laughs) But the bottom line is she's making informed choices. So 
Team Dream, we have different speakers and experts come through that share uh, knowledge. And, um, you know, our positioning line is where powerful women raise their game. So we feel that anyone can raise their game, whether they're homeless or a CEO. And Madeline and Ann are excellent examples of not only folks who are raising their game in the moment, but they've made a commitment for the rest of their lives to improve. Yeah, you know, I'm laughing. Folks can't see me laughing at you, Derek, but Derek gets in my head when we do the six ball drill. It's fun. He knows it's my favorite drill. I dance when he says we're getting ready to do six ball. And when I was wa- when I watched Serena play or any other um, one of the greats play, and specifically when the ball goes up in the air, I get really excited because I hear Derek in the back of my head going, overhead and I just do the motion as he's taught me how to do it. So that's that muscle memory that Derek really puts into you that becomes useful as you continue to work with him. And so I assume that that is something that also happens with swimming. Yeah. And I keep saying this, um, hide the effort. And when he first started saying it, it was like, are you crazy? I'm killing myself here. But over the years, I've learned to, to, to go into the movement to own it, to relax into it, and and not work hard. It's it's about learning how to, to work smart. Mm-hmm. And that's what Derek has uh, instilled in me. Well, Derek, people actually like you. How about that? <laughs> self-esteem is taking a beat. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, one I, thing I wanted to say, because since you guys do different disciplines, um, I don't train an age. You know, I train an athlete. So I have one, one final question, Derek, um, is this documentary coming up called Team Dream. You said it's um, a social justice film disguised as a sports movie or uh, said differently maybe is it's Hidden Figures meets Rocky or Rocky meets Hidden Figures. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you mean by that and tell us a little bit about the upcoming documentary. Well, it focuses on Anne and Madeline's friendship while they pursue their best selves at the National Senior Games. Documentary is short. Mm-hmm. It's 18 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be at the Chicago International Film Festival October 12th to the 23rd. We don't know our screen times because they haven't released the schedule yet. But let's give a shout out to Lucina. Yes, Lucina it's directed Fisher. by Lucina Fisher. Oh, it was so powerful, and we were sort of outside of ourselves. It was, uh, it was a wonderful experience, and Lucina is an amazing documentarian and storyteller. Magical. Well... I have barely been inspired by you, Madeline. Not inspired enough to get in the pool, Derek Milliken. <laughs> so, I know I want to thank you both for joining us and, and giving some inspiration to people, no matter what age, um, as they sit and wonder, am I good enough? Or, you know, this is too much of a heavy lift. Or I've never swam before. Or mm. uh, maybe I have not grown up as an athlete. This is for everybody. This is what Team Dream is about. It is uh, Team Dream inspires people to really kind of put their best athletic self forward. Thank you both for spending some time with us. Go hit the pool. Yes. I'll see you on the court. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Thank you. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. And that, what you just heard, that was radio magic. Valerie Tony Parker, bravo. That was a special interview. Great message, very inspiring, and I mean, the rapport with the guests was really off the charts. I'm not at all surprised. As you said earlier in the program, Dan, Valerie's really good with people. She is charismatic, she's funny, 
And when she's not working at WBEZ, little known fact, she's a pastor for a local church. So again, no surprise that that conversation was amazing. Yeah, thank you so much, Valerie. I know there are a lot of listeners out there who just love that. Up next on this special Labor Day show from Reset, one more interview. This one from a colleague who just recently left the organization. We miss you, Maria. Maria Inez Amudio, who's formerly of WBEZ's Race, Class, and Communities Desk, talks with the author of the book Bad Mexicans, Race, Empire, and Revolution in the Borderlands. That's next on Reset. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.